live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Real America's Voice, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan, sit right. This is the studio, Paul. Yes, welcome. <laughs> He's amazed. <laughs> Paul Nolan sitting right there, going to do some news. I don't think bright in here. Rick Delgado sitting right here is going to, uh, I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to hang out and maybe do some news, too, or yeah. just give yeah, you a bunch of theories. Off. And there's no toilet around for you to run to or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nolan, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to have you in the studio. I'm happy to be back. Oh. You know, my uh, my ban has been lifted, and I'm happy to be back. <laughs> you weren't, there was no ban. There was no ban. Don't say that, because people will think No, I, I met I... the $9 gas in New York oh, in the 35-minute yeah. commute I had. Yes, exactly. Uh, Mr. Delgado, how are you? I am well. Uh, Aaron and Gio and Fran holding it down as always on a Thursday night. Lots to get to. We got a crazy town coming up tonight. Joe celebrates the anniversary of Obamacare. Oh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> so, so excited about that. Get your bingo. If you have your bingo t-shirt, uh, <laughs> if you have your bingo t-shirt, get ready to play. Because you may fill it up. So uh, if, you, if you don't have your bingo t-shirt, go to 6bshirts.com and check it out. It's pretty funny. You know, we should also come up Congratulations with? Congratulations to Gio for coming up with most of that design, by the way. Almost all of it, as a matter of fact. I just changed a little little bit of it. Um, what did you say? You should also come up with like a with a, with a Biden drinking game. You know, and just sell the shot glasses. <laughs> this one says, uh, you know. <laughs> Big uptick, uptick in Alcoholics Anonymous all coming from life. That's not hyperbole. Uh, don't jump. Oh, he said don't jump. You grabbed the don't jump. Could you imagine during a speech if you actually had a Biden drinking game? Oh, come on. Like I mean, oh, man. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah no. we need to do Crazy Pueblo Town Tequila. Loco. Yeah, Crazy tequila. Town Tequila, right. Yeah. yeah. Right, Pueblo Loco? Uh, I think we got um, Crazy Town Joe coming out, which is the coffee. We've been, we've been tossing that around, so... Uh, we'll talk about that as well uh, at, at the right time, uh, which is not now. Right. Uh, good to see everybody in the chat. Tina from Texas is in there. Uh, the Pink Cat is in there. Steven Rogers is in there. Nick387 is in there. Nick. Um, all our usual friends. Chat seems a little slow tonight. The chat's been weird all day on Getter from what I could tell. I don't know if that's... Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but that's the chat seems a little slow on Getter tonight. Maybe some streaming issues over there. I'm not sure. But uh, anyways, glad to have you in. Lots to get to. And the first thing I want to just a couple of housekeeping, uh, small things here. Biden's approval falls now. I mean, who could have guessed? Biden's approval falls near the lowest of his presidency. Mm, that's strange. <laughs> I know. Let's. I mean, I just. I was kind of shocked by this. Let's see. Inflation raging. Banks folding. Inflation still high. Uh, all of the QT that the Fed has done over the last year. Uh, two million people over the border. Uh, two million people over the border. We've now put six hundred billion back onto the to the Fed's balance sheet in just two weeks after taking or three hundred four hundred billion back on after taking six hundred billion off in the last year while killing the credit market, uh, taking mortgages over 7%, uh, the border wide open, as Paul said. The destruction of the energy uh, market yep. whatsoever. Yeah, and I, I mean... Um, How about the loss of speech on Title IX? That's a cutie that we don't really talk about too much. Free speech used to be something we can have in this country. And then, uh, so you wonder why his approval rating as president fell in March to the near the lowest of his presidency... As bank failures, stubborn inflation continue to drag his numbers down, the Associated Press and the NORC Center for Public Affairs Research 
Uh, poll out today shows just 38%, which is 37% too high, but 38% of Americans approve of Biden's performance as president. I'd love to know from the 38. <laughs> like what part? What part? Exactly. Yeah. What part do they approve of? What part? I guess. Um, uh, mean tweets. He doesn't do that. He doesn't they, mean tweet, right. I guess. Right. Okay. So he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't battle with mm-hmm. the media. He doesn't he's fight with the threat. despicable media. It's not a threat to anybody, uh, including any of our enemies. Yeah, so China, maybe China, Russia. Yeah. Everybody. Runs. Right. He's not a threat. He's, he's bought and paid for from Russia. Uh, I mean, from China. Uh, maybe Russia too, but for, certainly from China. While, nice... while Russia and China, by the way, are now. Yeah, he drove the, them into their arms. What a nice job there. Did you see the video? Uh, first of all, the video of Putin and Xi as um, the um, um, genocidal maniac leader of China while he's going back, when he's leaving. Uh, Putin says to him, Do you see the video saying there's change coming that hasn't been in 100 years? Yep. And yep. we're driving it. Well, and Peter Ducey asks. Corinne Jean-Pierre about specifically that quote. He says, when the two of them were leaving, Putin said to Xi, we're driving change that we haven't seen in a hundred years. And he gives her the whole quote and he says, what, what does the White House think about that? Her answer was, you'd have to ask them. Um. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> that's, 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 not, that's not an answer to the question. The question was, what do you think about that? That's the, the official White House position right now is you have to ask them. There's no position that the press, that the press secretary can um, articulate to Peter Ducey from, from Fox News on how we feel about that statement that Russia and China say they're bringing change that we haven't seen in 100 years. And her answer is you'd have to ask one of them. I mean, how do you personally uh, feel, ma'am? Do you have an opinion? Well, easy with the ma'am thing there. Um, <laughs> yes. Obviously, use a, she does a proper pronoun. No, with that because really they're more worried about that. I, I saw I saw this. How do they them feel about that? I saw this today, buddy. Like literally, this comes out 21 hours ago. As China and Russia again are into each other's arms, cutting these deals. China's gonna uh, Russia and China. They're gonna uh, extend each other. Obviously, oil and energy and LNG and. Um, they're going to try not to use the dollar whenever possible and all of these currency things they agreed on. And then, Aaron, if you could throw my screen up here, I see this tweet from the White House today. President Biden created the, this is 20 hours ago, last night at 10 p.m. when we got off the air. President Biden created the first ever White House Gender Policy Council to advance gender equ- uh, equality in domestic and foreign policy and, cha- and changed uh, and charged the council uh, with leading the development and implementation of the first ever national strategy on gender equity and equality. You know, he should yeah. ask Xi Jinping is shaking. He should boots. ask Putin <laughs> what his preferred pronouns are. And we can probably close the gap a little bit. <laughs> I mean, this is what we're getting. I mean, <laughs> they're laughing at this nonsense. Our rainbow flag military. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. We went over the numbers. Um, of the ships, of how many ships we have, they're just China's on the move, and we're and we're interested in things like this. This is this is where we're focused. This is what we get. And then she's asked directly about th- that that quote, the two of them talking to each other, and she says, "You have to ask them." Right. We're focused on transgender TikToks. 
right now. So we yeah. can't we can't really deal with world issues. Uh, we just want to make sure that every, everybody feels good about being themselves, no matter who they might think they are. Speaking of that, whoever told the CEO of TikTok that that was a good idea today to go there, man. I'll show you a little <laughs> bit of that. You want, you want to see a drubbing in public, man, that's what that was. I guess he probably had no choice, but man, that was brutal. Kat Kamek from Florida. Oh, oh, fantastic. Eviscerated him. Fantastic. Uh, so just back to this poll, 38% approved, barely above the 36% the president scored last July. So this isn't officially the lowest. 36, I guess, is. Uh, Biden has either made most Americans unhappy or has disappointed them. Uh, his policies have generated fierce opposition from Republicans. Well, that may be giving the Republicans a little too much credit, but we'll see. And independents, while many on the left say they're disappointed that Biden hasn't done more. Right, of course, he needs to go harder left. We need full communism for this party now. It, it really is astounding. I listened to some of them today, and there was a lot of hearings today. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of hearings in Congress today. A lot, mm -hmm. lot of stuff. And I tried to listen to as many of it. Man, this family, the, the parents, uh, family rights, uh, parents' rights bill, whatever that was that they were discussing, I mean, every Democrat comes up and one sounds loonier than the next. And I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> no. I mean, just crazier than the next. Like, are there any moderate? Uh, no. There's just not. You saw what happened today. Somebody even remotely tries to sound somewhat moderate today on Young Turks. Uh, Anna Kasparian. Yeah, I and saw she's that a, tweet. She's a wackadoodle oh. to, to the ump degree. And she says, don't tell me I'm a birth of uh, whatever. Yeah, don't call me a birthing woman or, a, bread, a, or somebody with a uterus. uterus. And she's getting lambasted by her entire audience. Yeah. How dare she? How dare she? Uh, you <laughs> you know, can't have show a, any common sense no. here. What are you, God nuts? God forbid. We're the Young it's, Turks. We uphold a standard of stupidity here that can't be rivaled. Who was I? I was uh, maybe it was Cruz. Senator Cruz made a point last night uh, with somebody. I, I think it was he was on with Laura. I was driving home. I was listening to Sirius XM. He was on with somebody. Maybe it was Breitbart Radio. And he said, "You know, when I came into the Senate 11 years ago, whatever it was, Joe Biden was the vice president, and swore me in, and I, and I could tell you." That the Joe Biden that I knew then, I don't know where he's held up, he said, but they must have him kidnapped in the basement of the White House because this, <laughs> this guy is just caved to the radical elements, uh, which is most of the party now, because the Joe Biden that I used to talk to back then on issues is nowhere to be found. I mean, nowhere to be found. That's how, that's how far left the whole party has moved. It's being controlled by the AOC, Cori Bush... Um, that wing of the party, Hakeem Jeffries, it's, it's just wild. You well, think they're suggesting he's a body double? Well, I don't know. No, I don't think, I think <laughs> Is there know. a theory no, on but, it? But, but I, I think it speaks to his character or lack thereof, really, because he's the type of person who is so inadequate. He feels so inadequate about himself that he will do anything to please anyone, right? Mm -hmm. he, he just, whatever you want, I'll do it, and then he'll try and puff himself a, up. A right? political and, weather and vane? Right? And yeah. the whole gender, um, gay marriage, all that is, is proof of it, because we all remember him on, with Tim Russert. We all remember the clip of him on t Tim Russert, saying, we've got, we're 20-something trillion, this is back when we were only $20 trillion in debt, or whatever it was, $15 trillion in debt. We got this going on, we got that going on. And what are we debating right now in the Senate? We're debating a gay marriage bill, he said. And for what? 
So we we know how much he just he's just turned into the pander in chief. Whatever the radical left wants, this is what yeah. he's sock puppet. Yeah. Because he needs to have that that feeling of of you know acceptance, like I'm the tough guy, I'm the big guy in the room, right? Yeah. I'm the big guy. That's probably why he probably made up his own his own nickname. Without He's one of doubt. those type of people. They make up their own nickname. That's just... that's the kind of person Joe Biden is. It's it's the way he's been his whole career, right? We've <laughs> seen it. He just he's like, oh, you know, when he's talking to uh, what do you call it, Justice uh, um, Thomas? Yes, you know, me and you, you know, know you you and I know. You know, like, hey, we're up here and everybody else is down here. So he wanted to put himself on that level. Yeah. Like you and I, psst, we got this. Everybody yeah. else, eh, you know, they're just they're just trying to figure out what we're talking about. That's the kind of person he is. Yeah. He is such so, an elite he, level intellectually. Right. He is so, so, uh, just, he just feels so bad about himself personally <laughs> that he has to do Because he knows all the whole things. world knows right. what a small little exactly. minuscule man he is. Exactly. Care to walk in the chat says Biden just kisses his ass to, to what gets him votes. Political weather vane. Yeah. Yeah. So. He creates his own nickname. Uh, T-Bone. J <laughs> Jax 13 says Slick Rick, hope you're feeling better, which I should have mentioned. Slick Rick's still under the weather. Uh, hopefully, maybe a tomorrow return live from Studio 6B. Just getting started on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. We're back right after this. All right, 17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Paul Nolan's going to do the news. Rick Delgado's here. Slick Rick still not feeling great. Uh, still under the weather. The voice is not there. Uh, so Slick Rick will try to uh, make it back tomorrow. But if not, he'll take the weekend, hopefully get better, and see him on Monday. Slick Rick, we're thinking about you. hope you feel better. Yeah, he's really just shoe shopping right now. Actually. <laughs> it could, you know, it could. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but that is a good point. It could just be could just be shoe shopping he keeps telling me that if we ever go out the outfit he's going to wear is going to yes. be so outrageous <laughs> if we go on the road i mean wherever that would end up being which will be never if it's up to me uh because i never think we can do it the way i want to do it so that's that's what's holding it up no, nothing other than me is holding it up well it's good to accentuate the positive like that damon well no, I'm, i just <laughs> just want to do it right so um and we got to find a spot to go and i want to find a spot to go where we can get you know, people can come from all over. I don't want people to have to drive 12 hours or fly. Like, what's a central location we could go? Like an airport? Like Nashville or Florida or, I don't Na- know. Nashville would be fun. I've never been. I've heard some good things. I've heard good things, you know. Maybe the, fr- I, I originally was going to do the Franklin Theater. I told you that. But then everybody told me it was too small. It's, but it seats like 250 people. I think that's fine. Yeah, we, we, wanted, do, we want to commit a nice waiting list outside. Not like, not like Taylor Swift here on the right. Eras tour. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, we'll see. Uh, Slick Rick Sports. Thanks, Big D. And yes, Delgado is right. Always shoe shopping. See, you're right. He is. That's what he's doing there. He's on uh, wherever he shops. My buddy just was in town from Nashville. Fancy he moved to one of the uh, suburbs. He loves it there. And he said all his neighbors are California. And I asked, of course. I think Nashville itself, though, is pretty... Uh, Pretty le- pretty left. Well, he's yeah. in the suburbs. Very yeah, nice out suburbs. There, I think, yeah. yeah, he's been Franklin in the, and places like yeah. that. I think are 
And he said, because people who are coming from California are red. Yeah, and real no. green bean guy. Nashville is woke. I think so too. That's what I've heard. But it is, it, it's a fun, it's a fun town. Well, you saw, we, we saw the country music awards and they became so woke because that's look at Marin Morris right now. Did you see her, Marin Morris? No. Uh, she takes her daughter to a, um, some drag. No, I don't know how her daughter's, oh, I think yes. two or three or I don't know. Very young. She two took her to old. some drag queen show to introduce her to the drag queens Ugh. in the dressing room. And then she comes out on stage to perform at this, whatever it was. And she says, yes, I introduced my two year old to the drag queens, Nashville. Why don't you try to effing arrest me? Which is, which is not even the law that was passed. So, I mean, it's, she's just, not only does her music suck, but she's stupid on top of it. So it's just a double whammy. <laughs> I mean, but it's just, you know, they just, they just like to hear themselves talk and they like to just think they're tough. I think she's brave. Yeah. They just think they're <laughs> brave and she can't even get the facts right. And that's not so, even what, what the law says. I saw Robbie Starbuck come out and actually tweet to her exactly that. Like, if you're going to like, you know, why don't you at least try to get it right? But um, anyways, all right, let's do some news. 20 minutes past the hour. News is brought to you by our friends at earlytreatmentmeds.com. Uh, I spoke to Dr. Chung today. He's about as nice a guy as I've ever spoken to. I mean, I have medical questions. He just answers my call all the time. He is such a great guy. Got to get him back on the show and talk about where we are. But again, uh, 50% off the entire site, high-dose vitamin D, um, ivermectin, obviously, fluvoxamine, uh, Tamiflu, all kinds of great stuff. Skin care. They've got all set between seven cells and early treatment meds.com. They got everything you'd need. 50% off with LFS6B at checkout. What's going on, Paul Nolan? Well, let's start uh, from Breitbart. Uh, TikTok CEO Xu Chu said during the House Energy and Commerce Committee hearing on Thursday that spying is not the right word for the alleged Chinese surveillance <laughs> of Americans really? using his company's social media platform. Uh, he said, uh, you know, uh, I don't think of it as spying. Uh, I don't think it's the right way to describe it. So, you know, Neil Dunn asked Chu, and, you know, about the parent company ByteDance if he had spied on American citizens. So um, I don't know. Do we have a clip of any of that? Because it was it was fun. It was fun watching this guy squirm. Uh, cut three, G. Let's start there. Roll that. Do you disagree with FBI Director Ray and NSA Director Nakasone when they said that the CCP could have the capability to manipulate data and send it to the United States? Do you disagree with their statement? Their, their statement says could. Uh, so do you disagree with that? No, I don't disagree with that. Okay, so it is possible that the CCP, under the auspices of ByteDance, which is your parent company, which you get paid from, has the ability to manipulate content that is being shared with 130 million Americans, yes? C Congressman, I, I just want to make sure I'm understanding all these questions. <laughs> yeah, and he did that all day long. And he tried, uh, he tried very hard, and he tried to come across like uh, very interested in what they were seeing. He was taking his little notes, and he would look up and shake his head like, oh, yes, I'm very interested in what you're saying. Right. And thank you for that question. We know we heard a lot of oh, that, man, as man. always. Oh, thank you for asking that. Thank lovely. you for bringing up this subject. Mm -hmm. uh, but he just got waylaid because... Um, this has real bipartisan support because, um, so. yeah. And he did himself no favors in trying to save this app from getting banned, which it should get banned. Uh, because as I heard somebody from our intelligence department, I think it was on probably an old 60 minutes clip I saw. And he said, if we, if we were, if we were to tell you that the 
that the CCP took a hundred million uh, listening devices and went out went through the United States and was putting them. You know, no one would stand for that. That's exactly what they've done with TikTok on 150 million phones. And if you look at the way the algorithm attacks young kids, and it's 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 really quite devastating the way the algorithm. We've talked about that on the show, but if you see what goes on in China, the the content is so moderated and it's constantly filled with pro CCP propaganda, positive uplifting messages. There's also limits on how long children can look at it. There's all kinds of rules to keep the children from getting completely um, endorphin intoxicated by this, you know, incredibly powerful uh, tool. You know, when they started it here, uh, there was a lot of evidence that your kids would get all these followers so fast and that would pump the endorphins through the roof. They would put up a stupid video that had made no sense, yet they got... 13,000 views, so they're addicted to the attention, and it's, it's it was a masterful, unlimited amount of money to, you know, get these kids to think they're having a successful platform, which there's no monetary value to, but they think, oh, I'll compete one day. Well, there right. is at one point. Yeah, there was, but it's not like the way, like, these influencers make on Instagram or, you know, some, some of the other ones. Well, no, there is when it gets to the top end, but they would lure so many kids that would fake followers, fake views, and you know they were never going to go anywhere with their nonsensical, but they they were addicted to the app, and you know how it is. You, I, I remember feeling like I was addicted to my Facebook in two thousand nine, ten, eleven. You know, you kept going to it for no reason. I just closed it. Why did I open it again? Like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you know, it, it, you know, you have to catch yourself. And, doing and it. Any of these apps, if you've got kids right. who are teenagers, I mean, every single kid is on it. The peer pressure of them coming home, and I want to be on it, and. You know, it's just, it's, it's, I mean, it's just, it's extremely tough. You got to keep an eye on everything they're doing. Um, And they're all the same way, you know, Instagram reels and Facebook reels. I know, I know Facebook is not for the young kids, but Facebook has reels, which is basically the same thing as TikTok. Instagram has Instagram. Uh, You know, they, they, all, all of these, even, even Twitter. Now, if you click into one Twitter video to watch a Twitter video, you now can swipe up and get YouTube video also. after video after video. They that all whole, work the same yeah, way. The, old, the yeah, short, short attention, attention span, span theater that they try it out. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what people are into. They they want it quick, quick, quick. And they want it short and quick. And and that's what that's what all of them are delivering. What's crazy, though, is that they're having hearings on this now. Yeah. I feel like three or four years ago, somebody else was talking about this. Hmm. I wonder who that was. Uh, the, well, why don't you us, tell us? Us here? Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> Oh, oh, good for us! Right, nice job. Yeah, good job, everyone. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know who he was talking about. Uh, I wasn't you, sure. Do either. you not remember that? He, the anticipation he was killing a, me. Uh, he, he made it a uh, what do you call it? Uh, an executive order. Oh, that's true. And that short Biden came in and reversed it. I have a short attention span. I was swiping up, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were trying to swipe me out. You know, like, huh? maybe that too. All right, live from Studio Six B. I'll show you the uh, most interesting exchange in that hearing when we get back from Kat Kamek from uh, Florida.
30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Paul Nolan's doing the news. Rick Delgado's here. Aaron and Fran and Gio holding it down. Uh, glad you're a part of the show, as always. We got Crazy Town coming up. We got some more clips. We got Chip Roy coming up. Uh, we got some of the wacky, this parent's bill of rights that they were debating today. Was just, I mean, just some of the statements from the Democrats is just nuts. Uh, Biden, small business administrator. We'll get uh, get to that. DeSantis, we got a little bit of him. We got this great story. You know what? We can play this now because this is just tremendous. So there was this, I guess there was a shooting at a Denver high school. I don't know if this was yesterday. And um, the, the Fox News reporter, uh, Alicia Acuna, lives, I guess, right there. It's her kid's school. And so she goes on the scene, and I'm only I'm surmising this from the video. I don't know the exactly the facts, but I think she went for to report to Fox, not knowing yet exactly where her kids were. Oh my! And so she goes live on the air. I'm assuming because you'll see when you watch this, it clearly this is. So she goes on air. I mean, you talk about a professional. I mean, I don't, this is just, this is about as heartwarming a video to see a mother's love and what a professional to keep, not only to, to give the shot, but as you'll see what will happen, she keeps going after, I mean, this is just unbelievable. Let's watch it first and we can discuss it. Cut seven, Aaron, roll that. And Sandra, that, that is so encouraging to hear um, as a parent, excuse me, my son just came up and I had not seen him. Come up. Come up here. Um, so I'm sorry. I've not seen my kid oh, since this all went down. Yeah. So hey, just, re- just really. So- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. Oh, oh I- man. Real quick, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. You good? Okay. I'm so sorry. I just. Uh-uh. There's no way you would have let your kid walk by. Lisa, if you need so, to step um, aside, please do. <laughs> let the kid walk by. So okay. Okay. He's okay. He's good. You good? Okay. He's good. Wow, um, but yeah, he's the one. He's the one who was telling me what was happening. Oh. Um, and my sister telling me what her what her daughter was telling her. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's t- that's tough to do. It, it, it's you know because it's you're involved. You know, you're you're invested because that's your kid's school. So I mean, yeah, to go in there and cow. try and uh, try and report on this, and I'm sure she had you know like she said she goes I haven't seen him. Obviously, she had heard he was okay. She just, you still want that confirmation, oh, man. right? Yeah. You still want to fee- see and feel. Yeah, you want to um, hug your kid because right. feel, I mean, Especially right. because of the situation. Yeah, man. And the, and the girl in the studio says, if you need to take a, you know, do you need to step away? And she, man, she just kept going. She just kept going, checked with him. I mean, that's, that's just, I, yeah, don't, people, I don't know. Right. Watch people from the left. She's an evil fox robot, right. you know? I mean, I, I thought that was... I thought that was about as good as it gets. I mean, that that is something else. On just as a professional for what she's her, her job, and just obviously a mother's love there that that you can't replicate. I and mean, just yeah. you know to see her son like that, just right. um, that that clip is just unbelievable to see, me. See, and I'm I'm surprised they let her do that, um, simply because she is you know has has a child in that school. You would think you know what? Let her just focus on that. Make sure her family's okay. We'll get the shot from somebody else. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, think- I don't know any of the backstory, right. how it came to this situation. But, I mean, that's how it, how it went down on air. And that's right. just, man, unbelievable. So, all right. Um, if you could throw up my screen, Eric, uh, Aaron. So, here is, um, here is Kat Kamek from Florida. 
And this is um, probably one of the more interesting parts of this uh, TikTok hearing today. Watch this. General lady yields back. Chair recognizes the lady from Florida, Ms. Kamek, for five minutes. Thank you, Madam Chairwoman. Mr. Sho, are you aware of Chinese Communist Party leader Chairman Xi Jinping's comments in May 2021 during a Communist Politburo study session where he instructed colleagues to target different countries, different audiences with short form video? Are you aware of these comments? Yes or no? Congressman, I'm not aware of these comments. Okay. Well, and as was pointed out by Chairwoman Rogers, you have regular contact with Chinese Communist Party Secretary, Mr. Zhang Fuping, who is your boss at ByteDance, correct? No. No? No. He's neither my boss, nor do we have frequent contact. But you have regular contact with ByteDance? Uh, with uh, the CEO of ByteDance. Who is... Mr. Zhang Fuping is the editor-in-chief. He's not. My colleague, leader. Representative Burgess, uh, a few minutes ago exposed that TikTok and ByteDance share legal teams. You confirmed this, correct? Our general counsel is yes. uh, an American yes no? uh, lawyer, yes. veteran of Microsoft. Also, my colleague, Representative Lada, confirmed that your parent company, ByteDance, currently can access user data. Yes? Let's, uh, we have to be yes. more specific. Um, yes. After you Project Texas, no. I'm not asking Although after Project Texas, I'm asking up. now. Yes. Some user data is public data, Congresswoman, which so means everybody can, that. can search What's interesting to me is that you've used the word transparency over a half a dozen times in your opening testimony and subsequently again in your answers to my colleagues. Yet the interesting thing to me is that ByteDance, your parent company, has gone out of their way to hide an airbrush corporate structure ties to the CCP, the company's founder, and their activities. You can look no further than the fact that ByteDance website has been scrubbed. In fact, we found web pages from the Beijing Internet Association, the industry association charged with Communist Party building uh, work of Internet companies in Beijing. They have been archived, but since deleted. Makes you kind of wonder why. Yes or no, ByteDance is required to have a member of the Chinese government on its board with veto power. Is that correct? No, that is not correct. Uh, ByteDance owns some Chinese businesses, and you're talking about this very special subsidiary that is Mr. for Show, Chinese business licensing. Mr. Show, I'm going to have to move on. See subsidiary. You've said repeatedly that there is no threat, that this is an inner, a platform for entertainment and for fun. I have to ask you then, if there is no threat to Americans, if there is no threat to our data, privacy, security, why did an internal memo from TikTok corporate headquarters explicitly coach senior management to, quote, downplay the parent company ByteDance. Why would they say downplay the China Association and downplay AI? This is from an internal memo from your company. Why, if you had nothing to hide, would you need to downplay the association with ByteDance in China? Congressman, I have not seen you this can, memo. You can't answer can that question. Mr. Sho, I'd like to direct your attention to the screen for a short video, if you don't mind. Is it a TikTok? Yes, it is. <laughs> Mr. Show. That video was posted 41 days ago. As you can see, it is captioned me as F. 
at the House Energy and Commerce Committee on March 23rd of this year. This video was posted before this hearing was publicly noticed. I think that's a very interesting point to raise. Oops. But more concerning is the fact that it names this chairwoman by name. Your own community guidelines state that you have a firm stance against enabling violence on or off TikTok. We do not allow people to use our platform to threaten or incite violence or to promote violent extremist organizations, individuals, or acts. When there is a threat to public safety or an account is used to promote or glorify off-platform violence, we ban the account. This video has been up for 41 days. It is a direct threat to the chairwoman of this committee, the people in this room, and yet it still remains on the platform. And you expect us to believe that you are capable of maintaining the data security, privacy and security of 150 million Americans where you can't even protect the people in this room? I think that is a blatant display of how vulnerable people who use TikTok are. You couldn't take action after 41 days when a clear threat, a very violent threat to the chairwoman of this committee and the members of this committee was posted on your platform. You damn well know that you cannot protect the data and security of this committee or the 150 million users of your app because it is an extension of the CCP. And with that, I yield back. Can I respond, Chair? No, we're going to move on. <laughs> no. Uh, no, you cannot. We're going to move on. Wow. Boom. Yeah, what do you think of that? That's pretty, uh, that's pretty uh, in your face. It's pretty interesting that she said that video was posted 41 days ago before this meeting was even made yeah. public that they were having it. That, yeah. that, there's some questions there. How would someone know that this, I mean, I don't know. Well, they had this meeting set, that's for sure. That's certainly an interesting uh, little tidbit that comes out of that. You know, I, somewhere along the day, too, uh, Marion Miller-Meeks, uh, she really grilled into somebody, too, if, uh, him, and it grilled into him, too. She asked, she kind of pinned him in a quarter about does TikTok track individual users' keystrokes? Um, and he responded, like, for security purposes, uh, for example, like for detecting bots. But that's not true. You know, I mean, we know that the in the fine print of sign up for TikTok, Every single keystroke you make on outside that app is reported back to the Chinese Communist Party. I don't know how anyone can use this thing. Well, people use it because that's where the people are, right? I mean, that, that's, that's why right. companies and places use it, because that's where people are. And if you're trying to get your content and your message out, that's why people use it. But the kids, uh, you know, if you've got teenage kids and, you don't, and, and, and you're okay with the CCP um, building a file on those kids, well, then, you know, I guess just... Just know what they're, uh, you know, know the deal. Because l l let's be real here. Even if it gets banned with technology and kids today, you know, the first thing they're going to do is just go get a VPN and say, okay, well, not now what? If they've already got it downloaded on their phone, there's going to be so many ways around this. So, so again, relying on the government to save you here is not, not the way to go because they're not going to save you and they're not going to protect your kids and they're not going to save your kids. Because the kids are smarter than the people on these committees. And the kids, especially the teenagers who get their way around a phone and a computer and the technology, are going to find a way to still get on it. So banning it is uh, symbolic at best, probably. Right. Would be my guess. What do you think about that, Fran? Right? I mean, the banning it's going to be just symbolic at best, right? 
I mean, maybe. Sorry, I'm dealing with an engineering issue. Oh, okay. It's all good. Yeah, no, it's sorry, I would imagine that. it will deter, but a lot of people aren't going to make the effort to use a VPN, though. I mean, it's one more thing to deal with. Especially I mean, most, most phones come with them preloaded now, so most browsers come with them preloaded. Well, that's what I thought. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I, I'm terrible. I don't know what I'm it talking just comes about. Down to, uh, like, I, like a lot of things, it comes down to the parents, right? Yeah. The parents you, have got you got to be on top of your kid's life. Right. And it's amazing that, you know, it doesn't seem like, uh, because it seems like a bipartisan effort. It's like, oh, you know, Democrats and Republicans seem to be, uh, seem to be you know, both concerned about TikTok uh, when it comes to the kids and, and, and the exposure. But, man, when you talk about exposing your genitals to them, ah, uh, Democrats are all in. Yeah. They don't care about that stuff. What, who cares about that stuff? We got we to gotta stop the Chinese from, you know, getting their, uh, getting their personal data. SW Arizona one on getter says big D make her a friend of the show. We should do that. Cat Kamek. Cause that was great. I think she's been on the network before on a couple. I think she's been on with Steve in the morning. She's cool. Uh, she was good. So, uh, wildfire four, five, one says true Damon, even as Twitter was censoring conservatives, GOP leaders still use Twitter as a primary. Well, I mean, listen, you got you got to be where the people are. This is my argument with Trump going back to Twitter. I think he, eventually he has to go because you got to go to where the people are. It's not comparable. The numbers on all these other things are not comparable to Twitter. No. All right. Could he, I mean, uh, could he do it? Maybe. But um, I think he's got to go back eventually. Facebook's allowed him back now. I think YouTube has as well. I think he's got to use all of it. I think you got to go to where the people are. And... Um, he did it in 2016. We'll see. All right. We got more to do. We'll do some more news uh, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. We're back. All right. Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in 13 till the hour. Paul's doing news. Delgado's here. Aaron, Geo, friend, holding it down, doing some extra work in there as things are falling apart, but they keep it moving as they always do. Uh, glad to have you in. Get a chat's fired up. Um, <laughs> Will Hales, Big D seems way off base regarding the TikTok ban. Seems like he drinks the Kool Aid. So ex- Wait, explain. <laughs> Uh, okay, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Wa- was I not part of the last segment? What, what, what did what, I miss? Yeah, I don't know. I said. <laughs> okay, I think I, I know why. Because I said, how can anybody use this thing? And you said, well, from a media and marketing perspective, uh, that's where the people are. So you go there so you can sell your products. Well, I mean, oh. you okay. are the, drinking Kool Aid. The Daily yeah, Wire has a TikTok. Live from Studio Six B has a TikTok. It does. Uh, Blaze has a TikTok. I mean, uh, that that makes me way off base. That I think it should be banned. I think it should be banned, especially for the kids' sake. Yeah, I said get rid the of it. The CCP wants to build a file <laughs> on me. Go ahead. They're going to fall asleep. But I mean, I mean, uh, hey, Damon, have you read anything on the SEC going after Trump on money laundering for truth? No, I have not. No, no I have no, not. But you know what's coming. But if you add the words going after Trump, nothing would surprise me from any <laughs> of the alphabet gangs. So, no. Um, Will Hales, this show is getting more like the lamestream. Oh. <laughs> What happened? Do we suck know. now? I don't know. Will didn't have his coffee today or something. Well, Mary Jane Small. <laughs> yeah, she says, Damon, you are not a fighter. Oh, yes. That's oh, that's clear. Goodness. If you've watched me since 2015, you know, that's a, I can see you. That's an easy conclusion to come to. 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, New York Post today. I know you'll all be surprised by this headline. Biden irked by Kamala Harris. Not, quote, rising to the occasion or taking anything off his plate. Now, I mean, hasn't he made her like the borders are and he's made her this yeah. and he's made her that. So he gave her all these jobs. Two former White House officials said President Biden is frustrated with Vice President Kamala, I'll call her what he calls her, Kamala Harris's performance, even if he remains committed to keeping her as his running mate into the 2024 election, a new report reveals. The 80-year-old Biden, who has gone out of his way to praise Harris in recent public remarks, reportedly has griped about his number two's reluctance to take on any risky assignments. She's a number two, all right. Yep. Uh <laughs> A point of tension in their relationship, among many, is that I don't think that the president sees her as somebody who takes anything off his plate due to a fear of messing up, quote-unquote. Oh, one, boy. One White House official told Reuters. So if I have this correct, Biden's afraid <laughs> that she's too incompetent? <laughs> yeah, sounds that way. Wow. Another former White House official told the wire service that Biden, already the oldest president ever and the dumbest, I'll add, Intends to seek a second term in part because he's concerned that Harris may not be able to beat former President Donald Trump, who is seeking the GOP nomination. Well, you're not going to either, pal, after these four years. I hate to tell you. There's a poll and there's no one in your lineup that we I put I tweeted this poll the other day of the Democrats in waiting. I mean, I mean, just rope them off and charge admission. <laughs> just a bunch of freaks, one after the other. I mean, it's like a like the clown car at the circus. They oh. just keep getting out. It's like, oh, look at this one. Whoa, look at this one. I mean, it's got to be Newsom, right? He's got to be the ne- He's on the list. Obviously, Obama's on the list. She's the only one that probably should make anyone nervous. Uh, but then you've got Buttigieg, uh, Booty Juice. You've got um, Newsom. You've got uh, Jeffries. Are they, they going to wheel out Bernie again to make him lose again? No, I don't know. I don't think Bernie was on there. It's so funny. Isn't, isn't it funny how the left was going haywire that Bernie got robbed by Hillary in that full-blown election scam of the primary? And then as soon as Trump complains about election fraud, there's no such thing. Right. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the White House official said if, it's, if, if he did not think she was capable, he wouldn't have picked her. Well, we, that's not true. He has no idea what's going on. <laughs> But the question is, the consistently rising to the occasion, the White House official said. I think, I think he's running for re-election. I think him running for re-election is less about her and more about him. But I do think that she and the Democrat bench are a factor. Well, she's about as competent as the rest of the bench, which is incompetent. There's no one competent on their bench. Not Slick, Slick Gavi from California or Hakeem Jeffries or... Or uh, whoever else they had on there. I could pull up the list and I'm just, like I said, just rope them off and charge admission. And like walk, have the little kids walk by them and go, oh, look, oh, look <laughs> just, at this. Yeah, just don't get too close. Just don't get too close, kids. Because right, they might bite. You got to th- like put a quarter in the machine and give them feed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A third former White House official defended Kamala, however, and pointed to her role in advocating for legal access to abortion. Well, <laughs> there you go. If you're going to. Get your hang your hat on something. You might as well hang it on killing kids, right? Uh, after the Supreme Court last year ended federally guaranteed wow. access, which of course uh, they sent it back to the states. If we're going to be truthful about what happened, and now it's for the states to decide uh, as something Harris took off Biden's plate. 
Biden has made a point of praising Harris recently after prior reports that he had been frustrated with her and apparently reluctant to embrace any assignment and reduce record-breaking illegal immigration. Well, we know she's done nothing there. She hasn't even gone to the border. Hey, you're the border czar. What should I do? How about go to the border? Eh. I mean, she hasn't even done that. Um, on Thursday, Biden said an event celebrating the 13th anniversary of former President Barack Obama's health care reform. Uh, Kamala, I want to thank you for everything you've done to defend this law as vice president. Well, what exactly has she done to defend the law? Does she keep telling people they can keep their own doctor, maybe? I don't know. What has she done? I think she made a Venn diagram about her. Maybe, yeah. Maybe she made a Venn diagram yeah. about it. So I don't know. She loves those. Well, listen, the bottom line is, and the Post didn't say this, they hate each other. Let's just, let's just write the article with just a couple sentences. They hate each other. And if he could dump her, he would. And maybe still will. Yeah, keep in mind, she was selected for him, not by him. Right? Yeah, yeah, of we, course. We all know he's not making any decisions. He hasn't made any decisions. But he, they tell him what to do. He does it, and you know he, he reaps the reward. He gets to feel like the tough guy. He knows that she's she's useless to him. Uh, but really, you know, there's nothing he can do about it. She's there. Eh, you know, maybe I'll make the best of it. It's it's like you make the best of something. It's like ah, eh, you know, I'm stuck with this. Ah, eh, I guess I'll cook the chicken. I don't really want chicken, but I'll cook the chicken. I mean, you wouldn't select the person who couldn't even make it to Iowa. Well, maybe because no one will assassinate him because nobody wants her to take his place. So it's a, probably a defense mechanism. Well, I mean, it could be that. I, I that's I, I don't know if that's registered. No, it can't on, be. On I was reasons. just kidding. But um, why would you? I mean. Again, she checks. She checks she, one of the boxes. Right. Right. She well, checks the box it. of everybody right. else running for that position who could have been considered. There had to be somebody. There had to be somebody. Though. Yeah, you would think maybe the president of Georgia or the universe. She would have been a slightly more qualified. I mean, like she voice. could at least form sentences, and but no. He went with uh, he went with one percenter. Yeah. I mean, she Skin every milk. time she talks, she sounds like she's. At the front of the class with the book report, and she's got to make sure she hits the number of words that that are required to get the grade. Our children are our children. <laughs> children's future children. Right. She keeps repeating the title of the book in the book report, thinking this is the report on the she book. Is, now you this know, is unlikable. The that- cat on the hot tin roof was very hot because he was on a hot tin roof. And she was whooped up on the stage. You remember, she whooped up on Biden on yeah. the stage about busing and... And that was like all the of last his, all of his like, racist views of, of his whole career. And that was like the last time she was like coherent. It's like ever since then it was like she, I, it was like she peaked in high school. That girl, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That nervous laugh of hers. She's always so uncomfortable. The background story of them bringing her to him eventually and saying, "Okay, this is who we think. This is who you're going to go with," and him thinking, "Wait, wait, huh?" As she just walloped them on the stage on these things, there's no way that that could have. Someday we'll find out the true story of 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 all of that. I'm not holding my it, breath. It was probably part of the deal, right? Maybe. All right, live from Studio Six B on a Thursday night. Hour two coming up. Crazy town. Lots to get to.
Hour 2, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's doing the news. Rick Delgado's here. Aaron, Fran, G, holding it down as always. Glad you're in. Lots to do here in Hour 2. We got a crazy town to get to. We got some more video to get to. Got a video of my uh, favorite representative, Clay Higgins, today on the uh, on the Second Amendment and what the ATF is trying to do to... Um, well, about 10 million probably firearm owners in this change they're trying to make that it makes all of them immediately felons. Uh, it's outrageous, and we'll get to him. Uh, we'll get to Representative Matt Gates today, if we have time to get to that. Um, but let's get to, as we talked about Biden in the opening and his... Um, his approval rating, and now we talked about his problems with Kamala, and we talk about what's going on with China and Russia. And of course, it doesn't stop there, obviously, with, the, um, with Iran, what's going on in Iran, and then obviously other places like in Saudi Arabia and places like this where just, there's no respect for this guy anywhere in the world. All they see is weakness. And how do I know that they see weakness and they have absolutely no respect for this guy at all? It's because you see things like this on Saudi TV, if you could throw up my screen, Aaron, here is uh, the latest ad from Saudi TV. God bless you, and God bless America. America. NBC TV out of Saudi <laughs> Arabia. There you go. There's your American president seen around the world. Oof. Oh, boy. So, uh, all right. Let's get into some other stuff that's happened today. Follow up on, um, well, Alvin Bragg has not had a great couple days. We talked about the letter from 2018 yesterday with Michael Cohen. And then there was more. Uh, news that came out today and i'll go to our friend friend of the show as someone said we should make cat kamik friend of the show friend of the show matt margolis in pj media today new evidence further devastates case against trump and that is uh, uh reminding us to go back to what was posted on tmz back in 2018 from one stephanie clifford aka stormy daniels herself and that was a letter written by Stormy Daniels, which was shared by former President Donald Trump on his true social account today, has further undermined the case against him by Soros-funded Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. The letter dated 2018 refutes any claims of an affair between the two. Quote from Miss Clifford, 
Over the past few weeks, I have been asked countless times to comment on reports of an alleged sexual relationship I had with Donald Trump many, many, many years ago, Daniels wrote in the letter. Quote, the fact of the matter is that each party to this alleged affair denied its existence in 2006, 2011, 2016, 2017, and now again in 2018. I am not denying this affair because I was paid hush money, quote unquote, as has been reported in overseas owned tabloids. I am denying this affair because it never happened. I will have no further comment on this matter. She concluded. <laughs> Signed. Stormy Daniels, Stephanie Clifford. This comes on the heels of other exculpatory evidence that has been revealed this week, including the 2018 letter from the attorney representing Michael Cohen, the disgraced former lawyer for Donald Trump, stating that Cohen acted independently in paying Stormy Daniels in 2016. This new evidence continues to undermine the case against a former president brought by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, and could explain the abrupt cancellation of the Wednesday session, and now, of course, the Thursday session, and the Friday session, and the Saturday session, (laughs) and the Sunday session. Oh, Oh, man. As now the latest is that we will not hear from this uh, grand jury again until possibly Monday. In a private transaction in 2016, before the U.S. presidential election, Mr. Cohen used his own personal funds. That was yesterday. We read that to you. You know that. While Bragg's case against Trump appears to be going up in flames, Bragg still faces an investigation from House Republicans for abuse of power, which he responded to today. And of course, guess what he did? Well, he blamed Trump. Alvin Bragg did in his letter responding to uh, Jim Jordan. Mr. Trump exaggerated the idea of his arrest or the the imminency or whatever he said of his arrest. Like, he had no reason to think this was coming. We're just, <laughs> we're just doing our job here, Jim. We're just doing our job as we would for any other crime. It's our job to defend the Constitution, you know? That's what we do here in New York. We're looking into it like we'd look into any other, anything else. That was his letter back today. Oof. This, this is like an Austin Powers moment, yeah. you know? Where it's like, uh, is this your Swedish? No, it's not my bag, baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this one... is your bag, baby. <laughs> yeah. How to use the Swedish? <laughs> it's a receipt with your name purchasing. You know, and, it's it's ridiculous. And it's what's like, insane is that I am still not. Well, I was conv- I was kind of fifty fifty on whether this would ever happen. I think I said that last week or mm-hmm. the earlier this week. But even through all of this, you can't – this is how crazy New York is and these people are. You can't even rule out that he still won't try to do something. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Didn't he brag while he was campaigning that he had sued Trump like over 100 times throughout like on campaign – Bragg didn't Bragg uh, talk about that he carried over a hundred lawsuits against Trump in his uh, leading up to it. I remember reading that a while back. I bet you the audience will remember. I mean, it, they've all they all when they were campaigning made the fact that they would go after Trump kind of a centerpiece of their um, yeah. campaign. Right, like, this they is all pandered to the voters. Yeah, right. I'll get him. Don't you worry. This is Bragg's yeah. precursor to run for governor. 
Is this, you know, just make a name for himself? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about <laughs> he just, that. He just ended his run for governor. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Maybe, maybe pool You're cleaner right, down You're at right. the local uh, YMCA, maybe. I, but I mean, when, I, even, I, when you even have the, the imprisoned uh, Stormy Daniels lawyer, Michael Avenatti, warning that there exists considerable evidence in the Trump hush money payment scandal, this coming from Just the News, that may benefit Trump in this case if it reaches a trial <laughs> stage. You got to be thinking, hey, maybe I'm going down the wrong road here. <laughs> even right. the lawyer in even the even the woman's lawyer who is now in jail for fraud um, <laughs> is telling me, "Hey dude, back off this case. I don't think you're going to win." Yeah, right. <laughs> Drive it like you stole it goes. Soros deserves a million dollars for finding someone as stupid as Bragg. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's amazing. That's but, the best you could do, huh, guys? But you know what this is this is again, you know what? It, you know, you talk about, oh, well, you know, he, he uh, Bragg saying that Trump was uh, exaggerating that he might be arrested, but hey. that's what they wanted. They wanted that arrest, even if it led to nowhere. They wanted the pictures. They wanted the, the, yeah, the, the fingerprinting. They wanted the mug shot. They wanted all that stuff because that stuff plays to a national audience in a paper for marketing for the next election. That's what they were going for. Okay. And he beat him to the punch again. Yeah, he turned it into a marketing opportunity right. and raised almost $2 million. And not only that, he points out, look, this is what corrupt government looks like. It has a face now. It looks like Alvin Bragg. It looks like Merrick Garland. It looks like Joe Biden. Because now, from what I understand, and I didn't read this, I heard this coming in, that there are inclinations there could have been White House influence in Alvin Bragg pushing for this case. Well, uh, how would that surprise anybody? That we just found out the White House was behind the 51 intelligence officers' letters. We know the White House was in touch with the DOJ about going after parents at school board meetings. We know that the White House was in touch with the DOJ about the raid on Mar-a-Lago. They've had their hands in everything. They've had their slimy little hands in everything as they try to tell us they have no idea what's going on. Right. So that, that can't surprise anybody. We just saw that report come out from, um, what was the legal group that just did that report on that, on that parents, on that letter from the DOJ, weaponizing, uh, basically going after parents, that there was no, absolutely no base, uh, uh, legal justification, uh, landmark legal foundation okay. just did, uh, just put out their report on, on looking at the DOJ and that letter, that memo that, um, Merrick Garland put out going after parents. And so, I mean, it, we've never seen any, this is why I said we live in perilous times. We've never seen anything like this on all these levels. Yeah. But if, if, if anything, this is, this is something I think the American people need to see. Even people on the left, you know, when you have a Van Jones coming out saying, you know what, this isn't, this isn't the hill to die on there, guys. Yeah, he's under attack, too, by right. the left. Right, they're calling him the Maggie Haberman of Maggie Hager Hagermans or something like that. They're just savaging him. They were, they were savaging not... him about something about his race, weren't right. they? They Weren't oh, they yeah. saying something he gave up his blackness or he, some crazy? This, this is the way liberals are. And it's great because they eat their own. They will not stop because this is what they want. Yep. They're like the the petulant child in the store who wants a toy, and you say no, yeah. and they drop to the ground like like they lost every bone in their body, and they're a pile of mush, right. screaming and and kicking and screaming, right. and you're just like, you know, right. And then the weak parent gives in, right. And then six aisles later, the kid does it again, and now this time they're getting GI Joe with the Kung Fu grip, and right. then they 
we'll have another tantrum. They keep getting what they want because it's one after the other. Yeah, the tantrums. The tantrums need to is a single word. It's but called the, no. The fact that just say no. The fact that the left won't acknowledge that this political persecution is just the beginning of the end, the creation of a full blown banana republic. Because it, it's going to happen back to them, right? You know, it's it's not going to end there. Once the precedent is set, it'll just keep going and going and going. So it's just no one's looking uh, more than three feet down the road. Yeah, it's like, it's like the rhinos. The rhinos who are being silent. Be silent all you want, because uh, guess what? The, your silence is not buying you anything. It's just Never. buying you time. They will come for you next. Mm-hmm. That's just the way these things always work out. I think we've seen it throughout history, right? And uh, it's clearly repeating itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Between, between the uh, Cohen letter and now the Stormy Daniels letter. <laughs> Stormy Daniels letter. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, w- w- what's left of this disaster shut it down, and bring um, whatever would be proper to bring against the district attorney. I don't think censure is the right word, but whatever is proper, bring it. Prosecutorial misconduct or whatever whatever it is should be brought. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday. More to do. Crazy Town coming up. News coming up. And some more videos. Uh, Chip Roy. We'll get to it all. And we'll get to your comments in the getter chat. Live from Studio 6B. Seventeen past the hour. Let me talk to you about our friends at COVIDTaxRelief.org. Listen, you did the tough thing through COVID. You paid your people. You pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee. Just go to COVIDTaxRelief.org and find out. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan. You do not have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at COVIDTaxRelief.org. You pay nothing up front, nothing. They do all the work and then share a percentage of the cash that they get your business. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, uh, qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let COVIDTaxRelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. All one word. COVIDTaxRelief.org. All right, 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Just quickly, uh, since Slick Rick's not here in sports, Kansas State. Game number one in the Sweet 16 beat Michigan State in overtime, Paul Nolan, 98-93. Kansas State moves on to the Elite Eight. And then also going on right now, Connecticut. Boy, UConn, I tell you, they they looked a little shaky during the year. Wasn't really sure what we were going to get out of UConn, but they have absolutely – talk about momentum at the right time. UConn is looking strong. 81-57, they are whooping up on Arkansas. Four minutes to go in that game, so they're going to move on. 
to the Elite Eight. And then tonight you've got, uh, in the second two games, Florida, Atlantic, and Tennessee. Who do you like there? I'll tell you, the Owls, I've been impressed with. They're very athletic, Florida Atlantic, all year long. I've been impressed with them. I think Tennessee's probably too tough, but I'll tell you what. The line at only four makes me think that the Florida Atlantic can be in this game. Me too. Uh, You know what I think? I think it's going to come down to the refs. In the last game, Tennessee's so big and strong. I mean, every guy on that team looks like a a grown man. Yeah. And and they just pound people down low. And they essentially foul every play. the, the, The refs can't. You don't call a foul on every play, but if they get ticky-tacky with the fouls, which has been a lot of talk, I don't think they have a chance. But if they're allowed to bludgeon Florida Atlantic, it's, so this is one of those things with live betting would be fun. I would not sleep on Florida Atlantic. And I'll tell you for sure, in the fourth game of the night, who I would not sleep on at all is Mark Few and Gonzaga. I got Gonzaga winning that game. That game is pick them, and I can't figure out why. UCLA <laughs> is clearly the better team. Well, Clearly think, the better team. The kid Davis, who's uh, right, isn't he like a? Oh no, never mind. That's uh, Gonzaga and Timmy. Uh, you got to watch it, out it for that. It could come down to the coaching, though, Damon. What is Timmy like? Twenty nine years old now. <laughs> <laughs> feel, feels like he's feels like he's had a great career there in fifteen years that he's been in Gonzaga. But I uh, watch out for Gonzaga tonight. I, like I, I, I probably got them school. winning that game. So did you see Marquis no- Noel? Oh my God! Twenty and nineteen. 19 assists, not rebounds. I know. 19 he's, assists. Is he a top five pick? Oh. I mean, is he a lottery pick? I mean, that kid who took over the last game he played, too. Crazy. Uh, all right, we'll keep track of that. We'll do a little We'll do a little Slick Rick Sports since he's not here. Hopefully he feels better. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, let's do some news. We haven't done news in a while. News is, By the way, sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow, MyPillow.com. If you're shopping for Easter, uh, if you use our code, we really appreciate when you do. It's a great way to support the show. Great way to support Mike Lindell, LFS6B, uh, MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, it'll get you one for free. And if you just want other stuff, it'll get you 10 to 60% off most items. LFS6B at checkout, MyPillow.com. Let's do some news. Paul Nolan, what's going on? I just wanted to hit this real quick. I thought it was funny. I'm not sure if you guys got this clip, but uh, President Biden declared Thursday he likes babies better than people. Um, and then he picked up well, he one. can sniff them easier without <laughs> them running away. So, yeah. They can't run like, yet. What babies yeah. aren't people? Is that what we're trying to say here? You goofy old bag? <laughs> kidding me. This guy's hysterical. I didn't think we had the clip, so I just wanted to throw that out there. I mean, he, he's, he gets dumber by the minute. I would bet it's probably in the crazy town if I had to guess. Um, so I'm not hearing anything. So uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Iowa Republican Governor Kim Reynolds this week signed two laws that prevent minors from receiving various gender-related treatments and require transgender students to use school bathrooms that correspond with their biological sex. The first of the two measures that Reynolds signed on Wednesday bars doctors from giving minors sex change and hormone treatments. Reynolds previously indicated that she had support for the bill, saying the state ought to slow down the use of experimental therapies um, because we don't know the lasting effects of these treatments. Her exact quote was, we need to just pause. We need to understand what the emerging therapies actually may potentially do to our kids. My heart goes out to them. I'm a parent. I'm a grandmother. I know how difficult this is. This is an extremely uncomfortable position for me to be in. I don't like it. But I have to do what I believe right now is the best interest of the kids. And obviously the second measure, which was restricting school restroom use, um, which I still cannot believe in this day and age we're talking about these subjects. I mean, please, 
It's, it, I mean, the fact that we need this is just, it's, it's simply insane to me. And then in related news, Georgia bans sex change for minors. And uh, the Georgia Republican Brian Kemp on Thursday signed into law a ban on sex changes for minors. The state passed the measure 96 to 75 last week, and the Senate granted its assent earlier by March, uh, by, from it was a 22 to 33 margin. And today he said, uh, I signed SB 140 into law to ensure the protect the health and well-being of Georgia's children. As Georgians, parents, and elected leaders, it's our highest responsibility to safeguard bright and promising futures of our kids. While the bill doesn't uh, ban surgeries or treatments outright, it doesn't require a potential res- uh, recipient to wait until reaching the age um, you know, of uh, 18 so uh, maybe we're seeing a little bit of normalcy coming back somewhere in the world. but You're definitely seeing a lot more movement. In some, again, this is why on this show we've been arguing about states, state legislatures. I argued even going into the election that I was more interested in on the state level what was going on. Uh, I believe I read today even in Tennessee, uh, and I had not heard this before, and, and good for them. Uh, you've heard um, who is the... Congressman Massey, who was on the show, friend of the show, Thomas Massey, talking about defunding of the Department of Education. Well, the state of Tennessee, I believe it was Tennessee today, I saw an article, I should have posted it, uh, but I didn't, uh, is thinking about, I think they said they received $1.3 billion a year from this, from uh, for education from the federal government. Well, they're, they're trying to come up with a way to see if they can legally return that money and basically defund the Department of Education within the borders of the states. Uh, it was a really good article. Interesting uh, theory on what they're trying to do legislatively there in, in basically defend and defunding uh, education themselves, not waiting for the, you know, for the um, Republicans to have a majority and a president that can sign it to de- to, because uh, clearly that's not going to happen now. As much as we'd all like it, I mean, you know, just before Jimmy Carter, we didn't have a Department of Education up to 1980, and all of us born before that, and our parents all turned out just fine. Um, but so Tennessee's going to try to do it within their own, you know, within their own borders uh, of the state. And I'm thinking, man, if every red state, you know, we talk about a, a roadmap, and we talk about um, actionable items. I always complain about CPAC and these things actionable. Now there, there you go. Now there's something that we can all get behind. And every red state governor you would think would take a look if this is successful there and they can f- figure out a way to not to return that federal money and then in return not have any a- attachment to anything that's coming out of the Department of Education and control education within the state themselves. I mean, not, not th- yeah. that, that's something that we should be able to all latch on to. Now, it's not going to happen in New York. It's not going to happen in California. It's not going to happen in Illinois. Not going to happen in all these places. But uh, if these red states can, if they can be successful, why not? Yeah. And the last part of this related news was a former woman cycling champion who angrily quit the sport, uh, you know, of cycling. Oh, the dude that uh, who got in the uh, race. Guess who won? Yeah, that's right. The dude destroyed the field. Laughable. Guys competing with women. Not shocking. All right, live from Studio 6B, more to do Crazy Town. Coming up when we get back right after this.
Studio 6B on a Thursday night, 30 minutes past the hour. Paul Nolan's been doing the news. Rick Delgado's here. Aaron Gio, friend, holding it down as always. Slick Rick's got the night off, not feeling good still. Hopefully tomorrow he'll feel a little better. But if not, he'll take a weekend and hopefully be back on Monday. Slick Rick, we hope you're feeling better. If you're watching the show, which you, uh, I think I saw him in the chat, so he probably is checking in with the audience. He loves the audience, loves to stay in touch. He probably didn't want to lose any money tonight. That's why he stayed home. Mm, that's another good theory. That's right. He probably would have had Michigan State, which would have been a loser. Right. Because uh, he, he loves Tom Izzo. Who doesn't love the great state of Michigan? Right. He right? definitely would have taken Arkansas <laughs> against my UConn Huskies, for sure. Maybe Slick Rick, if it's in the chat, he can make two picks on Florida, te- Atlantic, Tennessee, and Gonzaga, Ooh. UCLA. If he's got any guts, maybe oh. he'll... Uh, Maybe he'll jump in the chat and tell is, us who he's got for those two games. Is the guy they're... in yellow calling him yella? Well, no, I love Slick Rick, but you know, I'm just <laughs> trying to motivate him to make a couple picks. So, oh, saying. there he is. Slick Rick. Thanks, Big D, always. Okay, come on, Slick Rick. Let's go. Florida, Atlantic, Tennessee. Tennessee minus four. This will be an odds makers without Slick Rick or without him here. Gonzaga and UCLA. Gonzaga minus one. So let's see if Slick Rick... Uh, Delgado with another winner theory, he says. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're waiting for the picks, Slick Rick, not your little uh, funny quips. comments. Yes. yes. We're waiting for the picks, not your quips. Not your slick <laughs> yeah. quips. Yes, we can uh, We can do puns like you two, too, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe I can't because I can barely speak, but uh, somebody else could. All right, let's do Crazy Town, 31 past the hour. Uh, Joe celebrates the anniversary of... Obamacare. Roll it. All right, Joe, come on. Thank you, Teresa. What a what a lovely introduction. You have such grace and calm and charm. I said on the way out, I said, if it gets confusing, just say, here's Joe. She said, I think I'll be okay. 13 years ago today, we gathered in this room as President Obama signed into law the Affordable Health Care Act. Hard to believe. 13 days. 13 years ago. It seems like 13, <laughs> 13 days, days ago. I talked to the president yesterday. Oh, got a boy. chance to speak with him. We did a little thing together. That's no, hard to and believe. It's an extraordinary achievement by President Obama. And while the Affordable Care Act has been called a lot of things, Obamacare is the most fitting description. And I remember uh, three words I used at the time. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was a big deal. <laughs> Because history is not merely what's painted and printed on walls and in, in textbooks. You know, it, it doesn't begin or end with the stroke of a pen. History is made when women decide that uh, there's a greater risk in accepting a situation they cannot bear than stealing our spine and embracing a promise of change. You know, uh, and no one has more in her spine and than the greatest speaker in the history of this country, Nancy Pelosi. And Kamala, I want to thank you uh, for everything you've done to defend this law as vice president. And uh, I also want to thank Kamala for her leadership and fight to protect reproductive rights for women. Not a joke. I said earlier, my friends heard me say this before, I can remember we lived in a three-bedroom split-level home. my bedroom was up against oh, the wall where my parents' yeah. bedroom was. I the, lived in an old newspaper in a oh. up septic tank. And I, I remember one, I was like 14 years old. Yeah. Top center square. I remember square. my dad, I could, see, he was, could hear he was just restless. Our MAGA Republican yes. friends, and by the way, I want to be clear. It against the wall. There's some good, decent Republicans out there. I'm not suggesting this is all about bad Republicans. 
But this new crowd is it's not your, <laughs> this ain't your father's Republican Party. Well, last year I proposed and the Congress passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which no Republican voted for, even the good ones. I don't mean good in moral sense, I mean the normal Republicans. We gave Medicare some of the same powers, again, the same powers to do with Medicare. We gave the government the same power. So folks, and here's, here's something else the Inflation Reduction Act does to lower prescription drug costs. Drug companies that raise prices faster than inflation. Now, that's all right. We like babies. In fact, I like babies better than people. And by the way, we're also going to give the federal government the money as well, lowering the deficit by $160 billion. But our MAGA Republican friends in Congress have a very different value set. They want to repeal the Inflation Reduction Act. They value big pharma over lowering drug costs for seniors. MAGA Republicans are threatened to gut and eliminate these programs. You may have seen our uh, back and forth at the State of the Union, the State of the Union. Never quite saw one like that before. <laughs> and uh, when uh, the distinguished congresswoman from the mountains of Georgia were saying, liar, liar, uh, all of a sudden, and then others started, and I said, well, they said, we don't want to cut it. Uh, so I went through it all. You may remember my sentence. You're not going to cut Social Security Medicare. Holler, stand up. Well, a lot of them stood up. Tell the press they're all on camera. Well, we definitely got tell tell dad's bed story. (laughs) That was uh, we nailed that one. Uh, Here's the deal. I'm sure. I think we nailed that one. Uh, Mega Republicans. We we definitely nailed that one. It was like. Ten of those. Not a joke. We did that one. Not hyperbole. I think we nailed that one. So you you definitely could have won bingo here if you played on Biden's bingo shirt. 6pshirts.com if you want to get one and play bingo with your friends. There you go. Every time he talks about how he grew up, it always reminds me of the old Monty Python bit, you know, with, oh, I had to walk five miles to school every morning, uphill, both ways, and I lived in a rolled-up septic tank in a noose. I mean, he just, like, he just makes it like he's, like, his life is so terrible every time I hear him talk. Yeah. I mean, and remember, he, he had cancer, too. Because of the right. oil if, that used to rain from the sky on the car. Right. He, top of his class. Right. And so I'm smarter than you, buddy. And rah, 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 rah. I don't work for you. Yeah. And they took his top of his head off twice, right? right. Something like that, too. Yes. And then they whisper and they breathe up his nose to make sure he's alive. All right. Let, let's get to a couple other the really important stories going on right now. And obviously, one of them is involving Carrie Lake coming out of Arizona in the Supreme Court. Uh, and there's a piece today by Olivia Murray, Carrie Lake on the verge of conquering the hell that is election impropriety. Really? Nice. Uh, over the years, Arizona has been in the hot seat for mismanaged and questionable election processes. That's probably not a more well-known country uh, county in America than one Maricopa County. Highly suspicious problems on election day that disproportionately, or maybe better said entirely, affect Republican voters and candidates, especially when they occur consistently, would indicate the potential uh, of a scam. The scene below from the movie Casino sums up the Arizona debacle uh, perfectly well, and that's the sign of uh, John Bloom and De Niro in Casino back in 95. Arizona, a land of deep darkness, now lightens uh, to twilight before the day inevitably breaks with disinfecting sunlight, Ernest Hemingway said. Night is always darker before the dawn. Carrie Lake said it this way, quote, for nothing is hidden 
that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. An order filed yesterday by the state's Supreme Court delivered Kerry Lake and every American, whether they acknowledge it or not, a decisive win in the fight for free and fair elections. From the court document, quote, it is further ordered granting review of the complaint challenges of the Maricopa County recorder's application of signature verification policies during the election. For context, Carrie Lake and her legal team alleged that under the direction of Democrat Adrian Fontes, the Maricopa County Recorder's Office failed to follow the law during the signature verification process for mail-in ballots. The overwhelming number of potentially problematic ballots has the possibility to alter the victor of the governor's race. And if these ballots are in fact fraudulent or invalid, the installation of Katie Hobbs could transcend plausible speculation and become proven fact in a court of law. And uh, Carrie Lake put out a video talking about three whistleblowers in the Signature Verification Department in Maricopa County who said they were rejecting tens of thousands of signatures to the tune of upwards of 130,000 ballots that were rejected. Wow. Somebody above them was sending them on through anyways. Wow. Um, And the author says, I have to admit, when Lake entered the race, I was highly skeptical. I'd lived in Arizona for about seven years at that point, and I had seen firsthand the cowardice and corruption of the GOP apparatus in Arizona, even though the dim-witted media referred to its leaders as extremists and firebrand Republicans. It's a state party that produced some of the most offensive rhinos in Congress. John McCain, Jeff Flake, Martha McSally, just to name a few. The second largest voting bloc in the state are independents. And that's not because they're moderates looking for middle ground. Constitutional conservatives have been leaving the Democrat light options in droves. Big tent politics have destroyed the conservative values of true republicanism. Lake was a former Democrat and seemingly allied with Mark Fincham, a man who I can only describe as a grifter, the author here says. (laughs) I think he still has blocked me on Twitter for publicizing his failure to secure elections while he was in fact a legislator, but then had no problem soliciting hundreds of thousands of dollars to fix elections after the issues occurred. Once upon a time in 2016, Fincham also collaborated with Katie Hobbs, yes, the same Hobbs sitting on the 16th floor governor's office in Phoenix, to hand over Arizona's electoral sovereignty in a national popular vote scheme. Additionally, Arizonans have been subjected to quote-unquote Republicans, namely Martha McSally, throwing away seat after seat after seat. McSally must be the only politician in history to hand over three federal seats to Democrats in two election cycles and still find favor with the firebrands running the GOP. Needless to say, I didn't trust Carrie Lake going in one bit. She lost the seat, nothing unpredictable about that, in corrupt Arizona. But in a move I didn't expect, and unlike McSally, Lake isn't going to go gently into that good night. And contrary to what I falsely believed, she isn't a pawn of the Omniparty Uniparty. She's been ridiculed and scorned even by her former supporters. Left-wing pundits have implied arrest 
and she still will not stop fighting. Carrie Lake's resolve to secure elections as a private citizen will ripple beyond the immediate, according to Roger O'Hanley. Think about this. There is now legal precedence from the highest court in Arizona that signature verification can be conducted after every election. They tried to stop her, but Carrie Lake is saving Arizona one fight at a time. Now, I can't see Lake as anyone but the unwavering patriot of which Thomas Paine writes when he penned his first American Crisis article. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country, but she that stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. I can only offer a humble apology and impart one to Miss Lake my sincerest appreciation for her undying service and sacrifice for this republic that we all love so much. Mm. So big news out of Arizona, and, yep. and I think the crux of that article is, um, is what she said. Carrie Lake is not going to go gently into that uh, And definitely not a night. puppet to anyone. She's been a fighter from Jump Street. And uh, you know, again, this is when she gets attacked by the media, she is so quick, clever, and, and, and sharp with her answers. It's great. All right, live from Studio 6P, we'll wrap it up for a Thursday night. More news with Paul when we get back right after this. from Studio 6B, 13 till the hour. We'll do some more news with Paul here in a second. Let's play Clay Higgins today on the Second Amendment. I thought he was fantastic. Aaron, if you want to put up my screen here. Uh, man, I just, this guy could uh, read me a book to sleep at night. I just love the way this guy delivers, the way he reads. Uh, I thought this was really good. Listen to this. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'd like to introduce for the record copy of a bill, H.R. 1678, titled the Protecting Legal Firearms Ownership Act of 2023. This bill was given to staff prior to the committee, Mr. Chairman. I ask unanimous Without objection. Thank, Order. You. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Mr. Chairman, evil is not born in the mechanisms of man, it's born in the heart of man. Been a lot of passionate discussion here today, let's call it that. There's no such thing as gun violence, ladies and gentlemen. It's only human violence. It's intellectually unsound to assign an act of violence to a mechanism of man. So we are an assemblage of people, and sometimes it's quite inconvenient to, to my colleagues that lean left, that we live in a representative republic, 
and we are a constitutionalist nation. So the Constitution doesn't say a lot of things we wish it would, does say some things that others don't like, but it most certainly grants every free American the right to keep and bear arms. It says that right shall not be infringed. And we have a balance of power, Mr. Chairman, as the founders intended between the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch. And the executive branch is intended to have broad and sweeping authorities. And when you have an executive branch that abuses that authority, you don't change the authority, you change the executive. And that's what elections are for. And that's what we'll do. So in the meantime, we're responding to ATF oppression of our Second Amendment rights very calmly and judiciously because we have that right as American citizens to uphold our right to keep and bear arms. That's what this legislation does. Biden administration, with the stroke of a pen through ATF rule, is forcing Americans into felony possession of illegal firearms with the, with the stroke of that pen. So this legislation maintains the legal possession and ownership of a firearm or a firearm attachment according to the rule regime that existed when it was legally owned and possessed. Pretty simple response to the oppression we're seeing out of the federal government. Ms. Swearer, thank you for being here. Do you recognize that the founders intended to give broad authority to the executive branch? Uh no, the, the authority of the executive branch, just as for all branches of government, is fairly limited, and, and certainly the executive branch is not tasked with such broad authority to create or pass or legislate laws into existence just to enforce okay. those. Solid answer. We, we can debate about that when we have more time. I would suggest that the language of the Constitution does indeed intend is what I call executive authority. There's, there's no... There's no votes, there's no legislation passed, there's no judicial procedure, it's executive authority. So when that executive authority is abused and infringes upon our constitutional rights, do we not as Americans, you're a constitutionalist good lady, I'm sure, do we not as Americans have the right to, to respond and stand for our rights? Uh, well, certainly the congressional branch has the, the opportunity to respond uh, with all of, with both other branches for checks and balances. We can write legislation, but individual yes. Americans have that right to stand, correct? Uh, we so certainly have the right I'm, to. What I'm getting at with this is that, is that Americans were left out of this loop. They purchased a weapon legally. They went to their gun dealer, they gave their information, they had their background checked, they purchased their weapon, they brought it home, they've committed no crime, and yet they've been criminalized by the Biden ATF. And my colleagues across the aisle can deny that if they want to. But what I just stated is fact. Mr. Chairman, I thank you for allowing me to participate in today's joint committee hearing and i yield yeah man he's terrific terrific mm -hmm. we got to get him on the show and this is all about this atf uh pistol brace ban which is going to immediately turn 
10 million, I think the number they, maybe it's even more than that, 100 million, I don't remember exactly the number, um, law-abiding American citizens uh, into uh, felons, technically. Technically. It's um, executive overreach to the nth degree here by, again, unelected bureaucrats at the ATF. Unconstitutional. And I thought he was fantastic. And then further in this discussion, there was a gentleman, I don't remember his name. Let's see if I can find it quickly. Republican, um, I don't remember his name, who asked one of the ATF, is it, uh, is it illegal to, um, to lie on your, your oh, form? Yes. Your gun, your, your form. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it <laughs> is. Well, what's the penalty for that? Well, I think it's like 12, 15 years in jail. Oh. Why hasn't Hunter Biden been arrested then? And of course, the Democrat, somebody jumps in and goes, point of, point of order, please. Not on, not on topic. Irrelevant to this discussion, they said. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Jumped right to Hunter Biden's defense. Some dem on the committee. I mean, you just can't make it up. So it was... Good hearing. Chip Roy was excellent. Um, Clay Higgins is really excellent. It's becoming one of my favorite, uh, my favorite representatives. Yeah, and honestly, just the way he speaks with that southern draw, he just he just has such massive command. The way he speaks, he's just what a cool cat. And Andy Biggs, I believe, is this is the um, on that committee as well. And he he does well, but it's just um, another. Three-letter alphabet gang weaponized against the people. That's what we're seeing here. Law-abiding gun owners are now, again, has, have another three-letter alphabet gang weaponized against them. It's like enough is enough with all of this. This overreach of this over-ever-bloated federal leviathan Iron-fisted, top-down government just never ends. They just want to get into every single pocket of your life. Oh, isn't this the isn't this the way the Nazis did it back in the in the twenties and thirties in Germany? Is they attack their their political rivals, claim that they were the terrorists, you know, claim that they were the, the, the lunatics, and then basically infiltrated every portion of uh, of the government and took it over. The authoritarianism of the left at this point is completely astounding. Yeah, and that's why, and I think I asked, I asked it, and you were here that day. You know, sure, did did Hitler lose, but did the, the Nazis actually win? Because what happened? We scooped them up, didn't we? We brought them here, didn't we? And then they they fanned them out across the entire government. And and, and Operation this is, paperclip. This, this is doing your homework. Reaping of what you saw. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, guys, on the show. Thank Aaron. Thank G. Thank Frank. Great job, everybody. Most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night to wrap up a great week, Friday night, 8 p.m. right here, Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B. We'll see you then. Have a great night.